everyone. Today's episode speaks about domestic violence. So if that's triggering for you, please give this one a miss as it's the whole episode. And there are resources in the show notes. A listener production. Here at Listener, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. It's a lot. We are back with an actual episode after like four weeks off. Um, I mean, vibes. Lem and I are in studio. She gave me a mask bar and some Skittles. So I'm <laughs> fucking happy. I'm stoked. Um, and yeah, there is a lot to talk about. Last time um, I was with you in a real life episode, Scott Morrison was Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. God, fuck, fuck, it's over. Um, sorry, I'm chewing a Mars bar. It's like anti-ASMR. Sorry, Queens. Oh, and uh, also, sorry, sorry, I wanted no, to go, remind while you. I'm to, chewing. Um, <laughs> while I'm chewing, Nightmare Fuels are going to be back. So that's a ah. big one. That's a big one. A lot of people love those things. So, mm. so Nightmare Fuels are literally like the highlight of my week. Like, I kind of, I mean, I love the podcast, but like, we fucking love the Nightmare Fuels. Like, they're actually not well. And they were also the highlight of the live show. So basically, if you don't know what they are, if you're a new listener or you haven't listened to Friday's episodes, they basically like, everyone's like, nightmare fuel like it's the worst things happened to them whether it's like dating we've had like people you know a lot of like shit related stories a lot of like really weird um men writing letters and 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 just there's like a whole library of them from the past like year I think so we've had separate episodes for about a year and they have been ridiculous so go and listen to all those and they're back now so on Friday we'll have a brand new one but um yeah a lot to uh lot to talk about i mean the election went pretty fucking well i actually can't believe that scott morrison is longer prime minister not because i had no faith but because the way the election went was so it was such a swift kill <laughs> and it was so fun like my friends and i were out I don't forget where I was. My friends and I were out lining up for a bar. And obviously, like, I feel like this is one of the few elections. I don't know if it's getting older or what, but where, like, everyone on the street seemed to agree that, like, fuck Scott Morrison. Like, everyone, like, everyone that I would walk by. And we were waiting in line for this bar, and then we need to wait five minutes because of capacity, Brisbane things, lol. And we were talking about the election. Security guy was like, who's winning? And we were like, <laughs> and we were like babe. Labor. Labor's looking good. And he's like, no. We're like, yeah. And he was like, oh, this is so exciting. Like, how are Greens going? And like, everyone, it feels like everyone suddenly is just like, oh, no, thank you, Liberal Party. Like, no, thank you. And the Greens obviously now have a lot of support in Queensland. And I actually want to kind of like have beef with someone on TikTok that I saw. I'm not going to say who it is because someone from the Bachelor franchise, but she was saying that like, and this, this really annoyed me, like really, really, really annoyed me. She was saying that the reason why Queensland went green and went Labor was because um, of all the Melburnians who moved up after what? lockdown. Get absolutely fucked, you self-centred fuck. Like, first of all, all my friends are very, very left-leaning and all my best friends are from Brisbane. This has been growing for a very, very long time. Brisbane also, I would say, is more left than Sydney, in my opinion. Really? In my, in my experience of living there. Not in terms of, like, gay rights, yeah. but in terms of, like, fuck rich people. In terms of like, 
Because yeah. they don't have much money, right? So yeah. not like not like socially, but like I guess economically more left and more Labor voters. In my experience, no one come at me with stats. I'm saying I've lived in Sydney and in Brisbane and also the, the electorates that turned green, like for example, one of them was Ryan. And Ryan is kind of like the western area of Brisbane and it isn't like... Sydney's where it's it's like bougie to live out in Ryan. Um, it's like big family homes on acreage, like huge family homes, like beautiful places. And it's where my uncle lives, and he's a dentist. So like that kind of vibe, like upper middle class, six bedroom houses with like a pool and a spa, and they have like a gym. And you're like, what the fuck? But that went green, and they were liberal before, I think. Mm. And um, babe, that wasn't because of Melbourne twenty year old Melburnians moving to Britain, like. That was families and that was also because – and my, my friends were out and two of my friends live in that district um, and they were like, there's no way, like, Ryan will go anything but Liberal. Like, they were really sad about it. Like, our, our vote's kind of wasted. There's no point. Like, we voted Greens, obviously, but, like, fuck this. And we looked it up and they were like, is there another Ryan? They, they were like – Oh, my God. <laughs> they were like, is there a second Ryan? And I was talking to them about it and I was like, what do you think? And they said they reckon it's because of all the development happening out there. So they're all voting green now because there's so much development. Like, everyone has different uh, reasons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while I believe some reasons are better than others, if the outcome is you're voting greens, even if it is a selfish reason, like you don't want a property development near you, <laughs> I'm all for it, babe. I'm like, if these rich as fuck parents whose kids went to like $30,000 a year schools <laughs> are voting greens for a selfish reason, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. I think it's happened everywhere like that, where like people with money were always voting liberal mm. Thinking mm. the economy is safe. And it's exactly what you said at, in that video where you just went like, well, yes, we can get rich, but we're also going to die <laughs> fucking fast. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And like, climate is a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And I think and I think as well, like, this person saying that it's because of Melbournians, I was I was so offended. Like, I like I get like, I know you all know we get like arced about stuff, but I don't really get like offended about things. I get like angry about people being having really ridiculous opinions, like things like that, like and like people on the right. But I was like, how fucking dare you come for Brisbane? Like me subjected for Brisbane. I was like, Queensland is, yes, social, like I said, it is very fucking weird. But it also isn't like we're in fucking Texas, bitch. Like, like everyone that I know has been very green for a very long time. Like some of my like most left-leaning friends are from Brisbane. Like Honestly, fuck off. But yeah, I'm very happy with Brisneyland. I'm very happy with my electorate. Sorry, I know the election talk is kind of done, but like my electorate had been um, liberal or something similar to liberal since Federation. Oh my God, yeah, I you're joking. When I was drunk. Yeah, I was like, how long has it been? Because I was so excited. Also, like on a like less like, like I guess on a more serious note, but like on like a nicer note, a few of my friends, were, I was out with all my Brisbane friends, like friends from like 10 years. and. A few of them were like one of them in particular. He's a person of color. He was crying because he was like, for so long, I've been the only like person of color in my rugby teams. They've all voted liberal, and now they're all voting greens. And I feel like I've been yelling this since I was seven years old, like about like the discrimination against people of color and against LGBT. Like it was, he was like, crying. So while it is like, yeah, fuck you, Scott Morrison, but also it was I cried too, and I, I didn't cried. even live that long in this country, <laughs> and I cried. I cried when I was watching the election and Albanese's speech about the Uluru statement and like, mm. fuck, it's, it was incredible. That night was absolutely incredible. It was like, amazing. Yeah. So we're stoked about that. Um, but let me have a rest of my mask bar one sec. <laughs>
So I asked you all on my Instagram stories what I should talk about. Um, a lot of you asked me to talk about the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard thing. And I've had people in my DMs, like, coming for me throughout the whole trial for not speaking about it. And I'm like, first of all, I'm on tour. Like, I, ha- I don't have time to dissect an entire court case. And second of all, there was no verdict. So I was like, I'm not going to talk about this until there's a verdict. And I'm not going to talk about this until we see the reaction to the verdict. So that's... But also, why talk- are people expecting you to talk about the top... Like, well, because it- I need to have everything apparently, Lem. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they just want me to say... And then when I say what they don't agree with, they get mad at me. And I'm like, you asked me to say my opinion. And I did. Um, that's only a few of you. It's like, like one or two people, but like still it's annoying. Um, like, I'm really disappointed. You haven't, I'm like, dude, like there isn't a verdict. And I wasn't going to speak about it till there was a verdict because I feel like, first, hey, what I'm going to say at the start, start of this is anyone that is hashtag team Johnny Depp or making this like a sports game, you're fucking weird. Like, you're, you're, you make me really uncomfortable and you're fucking weird. You're treating a defamation trial that kind of turned into a domestic abuse trial. Well, it did, but it wasn't like that. Like, in terms of what we saw when we heard, it was how, it was six weeks or something of, like, a domestic abuse trial. Sensationalised. Sensationalised. And people were making memes and um, I understand that anything in culture, memes come from it. But people were acting like, people were even, I saw TikToks who were posting being like, I can't figure out who to go for. It's like, what do you fucking mean? Like, we're not buying merch. Like, what the fuck are you, I'm not like wearing a scarf, it's a Johnny Depp. Like, like I'm gonna just going to summarise now because a lot of you are going to get angry at this. Amber Heard is abusive, in my opinion, and Johnny Depp is also abusive, okay? He wrote a text saying he wanted her corpse in the back of a car. Like, sorry, you're acting like if Amber Heard was proved to tell a lie, then none of it happened. And also, therefore, Johnny Depp is like the best person to ever fucking exist. I want to start with the initial rhetoric, okay? The initial rhetoric, when it all first happened, was, well, in my mind, I was like, yeah, she's fucked, she's fucked, she's fucked. And that was before he spoke or any evidence was against him, right? So I was like, she's fucked. Like, Why? Is it the poo in the bed? It was the poo in the bed. It was also, you can tell she is. Think about whenever someone starts to say, the way you're speaking about this isn't right, people are saying, well, yeah, but she's abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know. But could it be they're both bad people? Probably. And I'm saying this as someone who for the longest time has masturbated about Johnny Depp in blow. <laughs> With his long blonde hair, like I'm telling you this much. Like I was, I was a Depp fan. Like I'm, a, like I loved Johnny Depp. And after seeing these messages, and after seeing the way that he spoke about her, and also the reaction to this, it made me uncomfortable. And the initial reactions were, and one of the first things that kind of made me go from being like, "Yeah, fuck Amber Heard. I think she's fucked," but I think Johnny is as well. And the first kind of sign that I had that made me very uncomfortable was when people were talking about when Johnny got dropped from all of his um, films and, um, you know, like sponsorships and whatever he does. And people were posting, <laughs> is this fuck? People were posting TikToks that were like, Dior stood by Johnny Depp or something like that, like one brand, or they apologise or something for dropping him. Oh, okay, okay. And everyone was like, they should have never dropped him. It's like, yeah, they should have. There were allegations of severe physical abuse against him. So, like, they did the right thing and everyone's like, they should have believed Johnny Depp. It's like, no, no, they shouldn't have. Because I think 
the issue isn't about this case in itself. The issue is about how everyone suddenly is reacting and acting as though like the past 10 years of like believing victims is out, out the door because of one clearly very very bizarre human. And all these men's rights activists jumped on the back of it being like, see, women lie. And like, I don't have my kids because I fucking, this woman fucking lied about it. And like, as someone who, and I can't say much about this, but my mum went through a very long, like 13 year court case. And okay, so we went through a very long court case when I was basically a kid until like last year. And I can't say much legally because it's, you know, whatever. But I heard her go through things and I was very aware of her going through things and I was, I experienced things firsthand and there was no evidence for it. So when you're all saying, see, wait for the evidence, wait for the evidence, there is evidence of her abusing him and him abusing her. Now, there is more evidence that she physically abused him, but he also blatantly, there are recordings of him verbally abusing her, of him um, saying he wants to have a corpse in the back of a car. It's fucking weird. You can say, yeah, I think that outcome was correct, which I'll get into a little bit. I think the outcome of the trial was correct, but I think that they both have some serious issues and some serious things going on. But to say, like, because what we heard about what she did to him was apparently worse or, or different, then therefore he is completely like completely absolved of everything he said and did, I think that's very logical. And I think that it's very, very risky when we start going into territory of like, look at this, look at this one person. Let's allow this to affect every other victim that comes forward and isn't believed. Now, this also, someone made a very good point on TikTok. Forgot to save it. But um, they said that, and you know how the American system, and I think... I don't know if the Australian system works this way. I probably should, but if once precedents are set, then then you can basically like follow the exact same layout of a certain like court case, and you will have a basic automatic ruling. So Amber Heard actually never named Johnny Depp. Now, was it obvious that it was Johnny Depp? Yeah, yes. In her initial was it initial. It was an article with the Washington Post, right? Yes. Yeah. So there were two cases here. Mm. The first defamation case was basically in the UK with the son publishing something that was obviously anti-Johnny Depp and he lost that case. And then the second one was the one about the Washington Post op-ed where she referred to herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. Exactly. Now, abuse doesn't just come in, in, in physical violence. I think this is another thing that like we need to remember. And the law is and I've seen a few American lawyers speak about this and say like the the criteria for him to win his defamation suit was that he never committed domestic abuse but domestic abuse can come under verbal emotional and physical financial as well abuse now obviously financial wasn't involved and domestic and physical abuse questionable questionable there was no in regards to him to her I think she definitely the thing is she definitely was abusive towards him. But that isn't what the trial was about. The trial was about whether or not she lied about him abusing her. And we have texts of him abusing her, voice recordings of him. And, like, it is abuse. It's him yelling at her and him saying really obscene things. And while I don't think that Amber Heard was the ultimate victim in this situation, I do think it sets a really, really scary precedent 
that now even if you don't name your abuser, you can't come out and say this happened to me and people can connect the dots, particularly for public figures um, or people who have been in one relationship for a very long time, if that makes sense. Because in terms of defamation, I know in Australia, like if people can like easily figure out who the person yeah. is, then it counts. Mm. So like say if you're married for 15 years and you don't have the means that Amber Heard has, you don't have the ability to, you know, uh, pay for great lawyers and and you come forward and say, this is my story, then people can easily say, well, that's your husband. Then you have to somehow prove that you were abused. Um, and again, I think she lied repeatedly. But look, I don't like, I just feel as though it's really scary for victims of DV. And I think as well, it's going to be used and it, it is being used repeatedly as, like I've seen on TikTok, people people name calling as, oh, she's such an Amber Heard. And it's like men talking about their crazy ex-girlfriends. And it's like, this is really like, it's it's basically like a mass gaslighting and like the word hysterical, but now it's just Amber Heard instead of the word hysterical. It's like, oh, my ex-girlfriend, you know, is claiming that I, I wasn't a good boyfriend. She's such an Amber Heard. And it's like, well... We don't know that. It's it's very case by case. And this it really worries me the way that this can just be painted as a brush of like, well, this one case was that she was fucked. So therefore everyone else shouldn't be believed. I just, I'm not sure like, did she lie about, when you say she lied, did she mm. lie about everything or did she lie about certain things? So I only saw like what came up my TikTok feed. I'd watch it if it was on my TikTok feed. Okay. But she lied about things like, for example, she said that there were two images, like the one that I remember vividly that was like, well, that's blatantly a lie. There were photos side by side of her and they were the same, but one with a filter on it. And she said there were different photos. And it's like, well, they're not. And she okay. was saying they were taken on different days. And it was like, well, they're the same photos. So when were they taken? Like things like that which is also what abusers do. They, like, just lie and lie and lie and just try to convince themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so she was lying about things like that. And also she, you know, there were photos of her the day after she was physically assaulted by Johnny Depp, in quotation marks, and she said that she'd broken her nose but she was at, like, a Met Gala event or something like that. Mm, so it's okay, things okay, like that okay. where it's like there's no evidence for yeah. this. Yeah. Now, obviously the implication when she says she's representing domestic abuse was that it was physical. But I think we have to keep in mind that emotional abuse exists still. So yeah. I think, and I, I don't, I hate, I hate this weird rhetoric around it of, like, people are so, they're treating it like a sports match. Yeah. And it's like, it's a domestic violence issue. Yeah. Look, I didn't know anything about this until you told me I'm interested to talk about this. So I just mm. went on this massive research hunt. And I think from the one day of heavy research that I've done is what I see is that when things go into this online fury of teams and all of that that you're talking about, yeah. it shows that there's a huge lack of nuance because yes. you can be a perpetrator and you can be a victim at the same time. Well, you can yes. bully and you can be beaten at the same time. And exactly what you said, physical abuse and emotional abuse are still abuse, yeah. both of them. It doesn't mean that you have to have a you know, fucking black eye to be you know, seen as a victim. Like, yes. it's not as easy as that. So there's so many layers to this. It's a heavily toxic relationship. Whatever they've been through, yeah. that's fucking toxic. It's, very it's toxic. just toxic. And also there are things like reactive abuse. So I'm not saying that Johnny Depp wasn't having 
wasn't reacting to being abused by Amber Heard. Because something people were saying is like it's reactive abuse the way he was speaking to her and speaking about her. That's still abuse. Yeah, but they're talking about like when like DV victims like when they um like beaten wife syndrome and things like that. Like uh, that like like that exists, right? But again, this wasn't about who was. This wasn't a domestic violence case. It was a defamation case. Mm. And I don't know, it it also really, like, makes me uncomfortable seeing, like, men that I know posting about it, like, the funny ha-ha memes, like, unnuanced. What does Terang have to say? Um, Terang said this, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard will move on with their lives in whatever way possible. But remember this, the memes and the jokes, that stays. And it tells people of all genders, but especially women, that if they disclose violence to you, you might just laugh at their expense. And that's what is really worrying me. Like, the fact that now it's like, oh, see, this woman lied. I also don't understand, where's this energy for Chris Brown? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're all still fucking dancing to Chris Brown. Where's energy for R. Kelly, who literally had, like, sex slaves in his fucking house? Like, again, I'm not saying Amber's my girl boss, but like, like well, she's if fucked, you can but see I'm like, the, simil- the similarities here between R. Kelly and Chris Brown is both of them are also men of, of color. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So that that's also another layer that plays another into layer, all of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. That Johnny Depp, I think, is white, right? Yes, he's white. Yeah. So that's also another part of it. That's and true. And also the times. That's very true. The time of like the Me Too and people trying mm. to fucking undo Me Too. It's like. Yeah. Absolutely. Terang also posted something that he got emailed after posting that about Johnny Depp and he said, this abuse landed in my inbox today. And this is what it says. The subject is fuck you. Wow, poetic. And it's all in capitals. Fuck you. Johnny is clearly innocent and you are too fucking dumb to understand. You call yourself a lawyer but clearly don't know how the law works. Good thing your ugly sister got what she deserves. So Terang's, <gasps> I know, so Terang's sister was um, was murdered and he spoke about it on our, on our podcast. We'll link it in the bio maybe. Your parents should have stayed in India and aborted you before you became Australia's problem. Fuck you. Okay, so there's a lot of layers to this. The first one, I, well, obviously, is the disgusting way that his sister's been spoken about there. Um, I'm so sorry to rang. Um, the racism, your parents should have stayed in India. But the wording of Johnny is clearly innocent. But it wasn't, it, like, it was a trial by defamation. Johnny is clear, he isn't clearly innocent. If we're talking about innocence in terms of has never been anywhere remotely abusive, he has shown to be verbally abusive. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure from what I've seen, and I clearly, like, I just yeah. So that's my thoughts. I feel like a lot of you will DM me having a go at me, but honestly, I don't feel comfortable just being like yeah, she's fucked day without any nuance or the layers to it. Because the thing is, like you said, like you can be a victim and a perpetrator. That was perfect, Lem. Because that, that's literally like people aren't getting that. They're acting like there's a good and an evil. People are saying, who's the good guy here? It's like, well, no one. No. And people also were like making memes about his lawyer. His lawyers were very good. Camille, one of his, um, one of his lawyers, she looked quite young and she was fucking excellent. But people were doing like fucking, like, fan pages for her. And I'm like, she's excellent at her job and she's clearly very intelligent and I guess she can be a fan of whoever you want to be a fan of. But this isn't, like, a Marvel movie. This is a case in American court, an American court system that will set precedent. And, yeah, do I agree with the ruling? I don't know. Because am I a lawyer? No. 
I mean, I think the main takeaway from this whole thing is we still need to have the same energy of believing women that we did before. One case of one person lying doesn't change our entire social construct. Like we still need to believe victims. That's my opinion and I'm keen to lose um, more (laughs) followers because after my Scott Morrison video, I lost 3,000 followers because people are upset that I bullied the Prime Minister, ex-Prime Minister. Get a grip. Sorry, Abby. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> I was like, people are so annoying. They're like, they're literally like, like someone posted this whole thing. Oh, this annoying, like fucking like, post this whole thing. Kindness is important. Um, This man is, literally has a statue on his desk that says, I stopped these about boats, about immigration, about refugees. So who deserves our kindness? Not Scott Morrison. Um, that was my... um. Opinion, TTYL, love yous. Listener.